Welcome to Modern Marketing Messages, the leading podcast discussing the latest and greatest in both online and offline marketing tactics, strategies, and trends. I'm your host, Taylor Carr, marketing content writer at AmericanEagle.com. Today, we're going to talk about the world of TikTok. To help me do that, I have here with me Vanessa Cazone and Lauren George, two awesome AmericanEagle.com digital marketers. Vanessa and Lauren, can you please introduce yourselves? Can you tell me just a little bit about, you know, your role here at AmericanEagle.com and what makes you kind of an expert at TikTok? Yeah, um, I'll start off. Sorry, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Vanessa Cazone. I am both a lead digital marketer and one of the co-leads on both the email marketing team and the social media team. Um, I've been at AE for just around four years, and um, I love all things social, especially TikTok, so I'm super excited about today. Awesome. Thank you, Vanessa. Lauren, can you introduce yourself, please? Yep, and I'm Lauren George. I am a digital marketing specialist at American Eagle as well. Um, I'm specifically on the social media team. I've been here for about a year and a half now. Um, Like Vanessa said, I love things, kind of all things social media. And it's kind of fun being on the consumer side of things of TikTok and then also being on the marketing side as well. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like, you know, I have two most perfect people for this episode right now because as much as I know, think I know social media and like have been on it for a long time, I'm very unaware of everything on TikTok (laughs) because I've been like one of those people that refuses to get it, you know, so (laughs) I think I'll learn a lot today. (laughs) I know as a millennial woman, I'm sure that is shocking, but <laughs> it is honestly. So I'm glad you guys are here. And I um, I think we should just jump right in and kind of set the stage with some statistics about TikTok so that we can give listeners a little bit of insight into the platform and just how many people really use it. Yeah, I think one of the big things about TikTok is just how big it is. Yeah. <laughs> and the rapid amount of growth that we've seen since 2020. I have here that TikTok as of recently has around 3 billion downloads with 1 billion active users. Um, It's crazy to see that ratio there between downloads and and active users. You don't typically see that. Also in 2021, TikTok beat out Google as the most visited website the entire year. Like that is insane. That is very insane. Yeah. So, I I mean, we hear about TikTok and how great it is and, you know, how it's essentially taking over the world. But the numbers also show that, which is it's interesting. And we'll definitely get into some of the nitty gritty today. Awesome. Um, I mean, you kind of nailed exactly what I was going to say. But I think the only other thing I would include there is like by the end of this year, TikTok's supposed to have like 1.8 billion users and like Facebook's the number one social media app. And we know it's been around for like God knows how long. And that one is 2.4 billion users. Um, So, I mean, just in four years, it's grown really, really quick. Yeah, totally. And then when I was doing a little bit of research prior to this episode, I did find something according to Statista, you know, the online statistics place. I love, I love her. According to Statista, TikTok is the most engaging social media app with an average user session of 10.8 minutes, which is more than double of any other social media app, which I thought was crazy because I feel like I know people who just spend hours scrolling through Instagram. So I mean that, yeah, (laughs) I have done that too. So TikTok is crazy. (laughs) 
I'm surprised that it's 10 minutes and not three hours. Yeah. (laughs) I was expecting to be higher, honestly. They actually have on TikTok, they have like a part of your feed pop up, like a woman pop up and be like, hey, we know you've been scrolling for a while. Like might be time for you to get off the app. And I'm like, scroll. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So like if you hit a certain point on TikTok before bed every single night, obviously I sit there and I go on TikTok and like go through things and I'll literally get like, a, it's like, hey, you've been on for a while. Maybe you should go to bed. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm my gosh. Ignore. That's incredible. <laughs> I get that way too often. It's really bad. <laughs> I mean, I feel like most people I know who are on TikTok, they're like, I spend way too much time on it. So, yeah, hey, mm-hmm. there's got to be. That like- makes sense, though, with those like over 3 million or 3 billion downloads. It's because like people delete it when they have like important things to do. Yeah. They can't be distracted. I've been there. I'm like, oh, like I have a big exam like in college or something like that where you had things coming up and it's like you can't afford to be distracted by it but then it's like hmm, okay it's over now we redownload it yeah. so I mean the downloads make sense to me yeah yeah I've yeah. seen a stat that there are over 1 billion TikToks watched every single day 1 billion every single day yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> a little spooky <laughs> that is a little spooky <laughs> So I think, you know, before we start getting into all the benefits and how businesses are actually using TikTok to their advantage, I want to talk about some of the common misconceptions people have about TikTok. I know I probably have some misconceptions about it as well. So I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts about those, you know, as the experts who do this every day personally and for your job. Yeah, I think the big one that I've been seeing is that TikTok is for kids. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, which is true. It definitely did start out that way. Um, I saw a stat somewhere that said 92% of TikTok users are between the ages of 13 and 34. Ooh. So it does obviously skew younger. But as we get through the next couple of years, studies show that the audience is going to get older and older. So in between that 25 to 45 age range, we're going to see more users not only download the app, but also actively watch um, the videos that are published. So it's not necessarily a lie (laughs) that kids are on TikTok. Um, Gen Z is dominating the platform, but that's not to say that there aren't users that are between the ages of 25 and 65, really. My grandma has TikTok, so uh, there's an audience out there for everybody. I promise you. There are over 3 billion downloads, so there's got to be someone out there (laughs) that fits your niche. I love that your grandma's one of them. (laughs) How about you, Lauren? Are there any common misconceptions that you can think of? I feel like for the most part, it's like the audience of like brands being like, is my audience out there? Kind of how Vanessa was saying of like, oh, it's just a younger demographic. But also from like a business, like I think a misconception people have is like, oh, my brand has to be funny to be on TikTok, which is not true. Like, obviously, there's trends going on and there's a whole bunch of things that go viral. But, you know, users just want to be entertained. I mean, I'm not super into cleaning or cooking, but I sit down and I watch hours worth of Clorox hacks of how to get my shower clean and things like that. So I think brands just have to recognize that there's opportunities out there that fit better with their brand other than just being funny. And I mean, there's room for them to just kind of explode on that platform. Yeah, that's great. Vanessa, any other misconceptions that you can think of? Yeah. One of the things that I wanted to know was the difference between Instagram reels and TikTok. Oh, that's Um, a good one. Because I feel like as, you know, not using TikTok, I almost think of TikTok like 
Instagram reel. So I'm like, oh, are these the same videos? Is this all kind of the same? Can yeah. Can you go on like Hootsuite and upload them all at the same time? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people think that you can use the same strategy on both platforms and you absolutely can. I know a lot of us don't have like the most ginormous bank of video content that has yeah. ever existed. So I get it. But ideally, you would have separate strategies for each of them. The algorithm for each of them is very, very different. Um, and we also have to think about our reach. So with TikTok, our reach is not limited to our following. With Instagram, it is. Ooh, okay. um, that's the whole beauty of the For You page and the TikTok algorithm. Um, so you can see videos from users that you're not following, that you've never seen before, that you aren't following people that have mutual, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Your TikTok video can reach millions more people than it can on Instagram. Like, Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. So for TikTok, the algorithm takes each signal as different signs. So uh, for example, a comment counts as something different than a like does or a share counts as something Is that a different. signal, like a comment yes. or a like? Yes, okay. a comment. <laughs> to or... the old person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> a comment, a like, a share, whatever it is, a link copied, that's a signal that tells TikTok either you like or dislike this video. But again, each of those signals mean different things. And that's why your For You page is crafted so well. Um, for Instagram, it's a little bit of a jumble. Their algorithm takes all of those signals into account and they all kind of mean similar things. Okay. So um, that's why we're seeing, based on my research, that's why we're seeing a lot more very specific tailored content on TikTok. On TikTok. Yeah. yeah, I've heard or I've even seen like people tweeting about their TikTok for you page and they're like, holy cow, this is anything and everything that I've ever enjoyed, liked or didn't like. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Your, it's your brain yeah. in feed form. Really. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And that goes into like the advertising side. I know I'm kind of jumping ahead there, so I won't give away too much right now. But you can actually like target users based on say if they like food content or food blogs or something like that, you can target them based on whether they just liked it, whether they watched till the end, whether they follow the account or they view their profile. So it does, all of those signals are different. And it really is kind of crazy when you see how crafted your for you page is for you. That is really crazy. I had no idea about any of this and really how targeted TikTok was. And I thought Instagram was targeted, but... <laughs> So let's move on to the benefits that TikTok provides for businesses who, you know, do it well. What are those? From my perspective, a lot of it is about brand awareness. Mm. Um, specifically for my clients, I haven't seen TikTok bring, you know, an abundance of leads or an abundance of transactions, but it's more so getting your name out there and getting your message out there. Yeah. There is a certain level of virality on TikTok that we haven't seen before on other social platforms. So if you're posting the right content and it's hitting the right people, you can explode in ways that you would never believe. But, um, you know, it all comes back to the messaging and what's in the content of that video. So it really is about brand awareness, like I said. It's But that's goes back to making sure that your content is the right content that you want to yeah. get out there. Yeah, that makes sense. Lauren, how about you? Do you can you think of any benefits that TikTok provides businesses off the top of your head? 
Yes, I'm laughing because I'm going to counter what Vanessa just said. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We work together too much. Yeah. <laughs> brand awareness is like definitely what brands get out of TikTok. But I think if you're a brand that does it really, really well, the opportunity to make revenue off of TikTok yeah. is absolutely crazy. Like there are products that sell out a year supply in a week because they went viral on TikTok. Oh. There was, um, it was like Elf Makeup or Elf Cosmetics had this like, Halo foundation go out that was basically like a mock of this really high-end expensive one and they created it sold it for $12 and it sold out everywhere like you could not find it ever I went to like five different Ulta's and Target's looking for it myself (laughs) I was I was on that end and it's crazy that like because of TikTok they were able to sell all of this product out and they have people like on basically a chase trying to find their products yeah and I know there's like a bunch of like beauty influencers who like partner with brands and there's a bunch of opportunities for like stores where one thing goes viral and it's sold out and that what could have taken them without TikTok you know months to get that inventory yeah so I do think brand awareness is like definitely a huge part but for those big name big company brands who have products who really struck and went viral I mean, it's actually kind of crazy to see like how their products sold so fast. Yeah. And I feel like with that virality comes, you know, how they engaged with all those new customers. You probably wouldn't have bought that Halo foundation if you didn't see that video and see, you know, everyone posting about it and how much they liked it. And then you saw it and you're like, whoa, okay. Now, and if you eventually did find it and you liked it, you're going to continue to buy that product. Right. Exactly. It's interesting, too, because I've seen a lot of uh, small businesses blow up in that way, too, where it's like, there's this amazing product that you didn't even know you needed. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And small businesses are just like, you know, they need to expand into a warehouse from their own house, their own apartment, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Again, if you're hitting the right audience with the right message, crazy things can happen. (laughs) Like kind of going off of that with like the small business, it literally takes one person on TikTok to give a review of a product for it to blow up. Yeah. Like it takes one person. And I've even seen people who are like my first video, I didn't have a lot of followers and I was talking about this product I was reviewing and then all of a sudden it blew up and the product sold out. So it's kind of crazy how powerful, you know, one person giving their opinion is. Yeah. Right? Like the people on the website, there's hundreds being like, these are great. These are fantastic. And like people look at them, but it's not like, oh, these are going to sell out because 100 people commented on my website how much they like these. Whereas like TikTok, somebody hops on and is like, these are great. These aren't great. And boom, you know, your product's either it's either to make it or it's not. That's a great point because I've even bought products like that where on Instagram, some influencer is like, oh, I just found this brand and I love it. And I'm like, okay, sold. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't hesitate, you know? Yeah. They have like on TikTok too, like the... TikTok made me buy it. And I'm like, that's me. Like, oh. like TikTok <laughs> literally made me buy it. <laughs> I need to check out that one. <laughs> You're going to go down a dangerous yeah. rabbit hole. Maybe. <laughs> maybe wait on that one. But yeah, I'm like, there's so many products too that you've never even heard of. And then you go down and look at all these products and all these reviews. And it's like, all right, I'm sold within a 15 second clip. Yeah. They have you. Just crazy. To piggyback off of this conversation, though, one of the other misconceptions that I've found is that people seem to think that they are going to go viral right away. Mm, (laughs) They're going to get immediate results. And we're talking like that's true. (laughs) Most of the time, it is not. 
Consistency is key on any social platform, but especially with TikTok. There are those rare instances where, you know, an account will post one TikTok and, you know, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> They've sold out all, their, all of their product. But again, that's not the case the majority of the time. You need to have a strategy. You need to have a very strict cadence. You need to have that video content available in order to publish uh, and then kind of go from there. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Because I think, you know, from just how excited we were about everything, we were like, <laughs> yeah, someone might <laughs> might think that. Um, so I just thought of this question and it's kind of what you two do on your day to day. So what kinds of customers do you typically work with for TikTok? Are, you know, are yours more B2B or are they more B2C and kind of how does that work? I can let Lauren take some of this, but I will say a lot of what we're seeing is B2C. Okay. But that's not to say that B2B businesses do yeah. not yeah. belong on TikTok. So take it away. Yeah, that'll be my next question <laughs> on how they can leverage it. But Okay, I would say then the answer to that one would be B2C, <laughs> which is honestly, we haven't dealt with, I personally haven't, Vanessa, I don't know about you, any like B2B, but targeting wise, I mean, they make it, as we were talking about earlier, when we do these TikToks, they make it really easy to kind of if you know your consumer and you know your audience really well, it's really easy to get growth. Not really easy because that's going to be a misconception yeah. now. <laughs> but it's easy to get your video in front of the right audience if you know them well based on like how they're going to interact with other other kinds of content. Um, I'm not sure anything on the B2B side personally. Um, Vanessa, I'm not sure if you know anything. Yeah, I have not seen anything on yeah. the B2B side. but That makes sense, you know. And I think, like you said, there is potential, which definitely – kind of segues perfectly into my next question. And that is how, let's start with B2B. How do you think B2B companies can leverage TikTok's potential to, you know, reach all of those new customers and kind of spark some growth opportunity there? So I think when businesses think of TikTok, they think like dance videos and, you know, being funny, like Lauren was talking yeah. about, which is true. That still exists. Um, but there are definitely different niches within the platform like there are satisfying videos there are story time videos there are you know travel tips financial tips things like that so it's figuring out kind of where you fit in I always say, I use this example all the time so yeah. my dad has a carpet cleaning and flood restoration business and I was like, you need to be on TikTok. And he's like, are you crazy? Why, why would I belong on TikTok? But I did some competitor research for him. Oh. And there is this one account. I want to say it's like ultra steam carpet cleaning or something like that. That literally posts like five second videos of them just cleaning carpets. No, no trending sounds, nothing. Yeah. Just the background noise of the cleaner to the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's satisfying to see the, the before and after. It really is satisfying yeah. to see that. Yeah. And there there's one video of somebody literally just taking a broom and scrubbing dirty grout. And it has 9.9 .9 million views. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so after my dad saw that, I did go ahead and create him an account. Oh, <laughs> he I love that for wow. you. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's it's figuring out where you fit in. And that doesn't always mean, you know, like just straight up selling your services. Yeah. Like it's it's mm -hmm. being a resource and being an expert in your indus industry or in your field um, in more of a fun and creative way, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Lauren, how about you? You said you work more with, you know, the B2C clients. What are some 
you know, opportunities for B2C clients to really leverage TikTok's, you know, growth opportunity? Yeah, I definitely think it gives like your brand a chance for people to kind of see past the surface level of, oh, we sell X, like all we are is a can company or all we are is a cleaning company. You know, it lets them see more to you. There's more to the brand. You get to see the faces behind the brand. Um, Something we do for Red Gold specifically is we'll do like behind the scenes posts. And it's really interesting because, you know, you get the can and you don't know the whole process, what goes behind it, how much goes into it, where we get to kind of showcase like behind the scenes of this is all we do to really get your product to you. Like a lot goes into it. So it's just really cool for consumers to say like, I didn't really think about this tomato that I'm eating or any other product like that, but what it really took for it to get here. It's just a different perspective and it's really cool. And, you know, people who work at the company, they see that every day. Yeah. But it's like, there's so many people out there who are on TikTok who don't realize all the things that go into it or how much effort goes into it. So it's just kind of a really cool way to kind of showcase, you know, what your brand does, who you are. You could even show some history um, and it's kind of like what's important to your brand as well. I found a stat that says that 56% of users feel closer to brands that they see on TikTok, particularly when they publish human unpolished content. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's all about authenticity, like taking your iPhone, taking a behind the scenes shot. Like it does not need to be this giant production. TikTok users want to see that raw content. So I love that. That are looking to make a TikTok or create a TikTok account. Don't take it too seriously. Yeah, I love that. The the whole authenticity thing, too, because I mean, you said 56 percent of people. But I think, you know, a lot of us can agree with that, that we'd like to see, you know, the can production and everything that goes into making that red gold tomato can. Yeah, I think it's cool, too, is like in the perspective of like social media, so many people get caught up of like we need to have this exact look and this exact branding and this aesthetic on social media, like Instagram versus TikTok, for example, everything on Instagram has to be so polished and so perfect that when somebody comes to your page, whether it's a brand or person, whatever it is, like it has to be to a T exactly what you want them to think of it. Whereas they come to TikTok and they're like, I just want to be entertained. Show me something I haven't seen before. So I think it is that cool, authentic side that's really drawing so much attraction to TikTok is that it's the first platform that's really kind of being genuine to the brands and to people on the platform. So I think it's that's kind of what's making it stand out. And it's also cool is like all these other platforms are starting to mimic TikTok because they're seeing the success of it. Like it's crazy that Instagram and YouTube are kind of following suit. Like TikTok kind of popped and started with the video content being like the number one thing right now. And Vanessa brought up like Instagram reels and now there's YouTube shorts that are like, they're the same dimension basically. And they're like one minute clips on YouTube. Like YouTube's been around for years. Yeah. And now all of a sudden TikTok's doing really well and Instagram reels are doing well. And it's like, okay, how can we kind of get on that train? And it's the newest kind of guy on the block, yet everyone here is following him around, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. I think this is just like a TikTok I just got really excited, podcast. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what of hand motions were going on? Yeah. <laughs> just a really exciting topic for it you, is. Lauren. It really <laughs> is. <I love> TikTok. <laughs> So, you know, as a an AmericanEagle.com, we are, you know, a digital agency. A lot of what we do is digital marketing. And within that is a lot of, you know, paid advertising work. Where does paid advertising fit on TikTok? I know you can do that on Instagram. I know people even do it on like LinkedIn and Facebook. So where where is paid ads place on TikTok? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, 
Paid ads are very interesting on TikTok. I always start out my conversation with clients surrounding this topic with, okay, do you know the difference between a creator account and a business account? If not, here's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to explain that difference? Yes. Okay. Um, so once you transfer over to a business account, which is very, very easy, it's literally like three clicks and, yeah. <laughs> and you're transferred over. But once you do that, you lose pretty much all access to trending sounds. Trending sounds on TikTok are, I'd say, the majority of what makes videos go viral um, because I, I'm sure whoever's listening probably has like a TikTok sound stuck yeah. in their head at yeah. this very moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yes, you only get access to a very small library of commercial sounds, which most of the time not used when creating trends, when creators yeah. create trends. Yeah. Why um, do you think that is? I mean, that's probably a very loaded question that can be hard to answer, but I that, honestly that don't seems know. so bizarre. It is very bizarre. Licensing issues is the mm. reason why oh. every time I pop up, it's like commercial licensing only. But I will say that for those commercial sounds, they have within commercial sounds like viral trending on TikTok. Granted, those numbers are a lot lower than the actual like trending, trending sounds. We don't even realize sometimes on TikTok, like we're being targeted by an ad because it says sponsored so small. So like you'll hear some of these sounds and not realize like, oh, this is an advertising sound. So like when I'm on TikTok now, I'm like, I know exactly. But there are like, there are sounds that are trending within the commercial usage. It's just not as big of a reach that you're going to get with using it. They're not the same. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The niche sounds you will get with a creator account, the the more like general sounds mm-hmm. you'll get with the business account. But yeah. of course, when you transfer over to a business account, you get access to analytics. You can run all the paid ads you want and you can also set up uh, an e-commerce shop. But it's just hard to keep up with the trends when you don't have access to those yeah. sounds. So it's something to think about. Do you want to focus more on the paid side of things or do you want to focus more on the organic side of things? We have clients that we do paid ads for on TikTok. So we've like found workarounds for that. But it's just something to consider yeah. when you're thinking about strategy. Is it more expensive to run paid ads on TikTok than it, it is, sure say, is. on you know other platforms? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so unlike any other social media platform, there's usually not like on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest, there's not like a minimum daily spend. So TikTok, on the other hand, is saying if you want to run ads, you have to spend at least X amount of dollars. So at the campaign level, the minimum is $50 a day, which for a small company starting off, that's a lot of money. If you want to run a successful campaign, a minimum of $50 a day is a lot. Whereas you could hop on to Instagram or Pinterest and, you know, have cost per clicks of 12 cents or 10 cents. So it's like, there's no budget. You could have a budget of $1 and it's fine. Whereas TikTok forces you into this, making you pay money to actually advertise yours. So yeah. at the campaign level, it's about $50. And then at the ad set level, it's about $20. Um, and that's because you can do some A-B testing and run like $20 back going towards one audience and then using the other 20 to go test another audience. Um, I will say though, the opportunities are definitely there. We've run them for some clients and we have done specifically, um, you can do this one called community interactions. And that's basically like engagement and followers. And we've had, I think, 14,000 followers come from that. Um, so it's kind of cool. You can see see the growth and the ads actually are very effective. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's just cool too. There's such a big audience that if 
if the algorithm doesn't work in your favor, as we were kind of talking about earlier, like you're not just magically going to blow up on TikTok, but having that little boost to kind of help get you there is kind of nice. And that's where advertising kind of comes into play. And this goes back to our conversation about brand awareness too. Obviously, like Lauren said, for this specific client, the goal was community interactions. Yeah. It wasn't transactions or lead form fills. So we're reading the room. Yeah. <laughs> we know what we're going to get on TikTok. Yeah. But yeah. the client, their goal is is brand awareness at the end of the day. So uh, TikTok ads made sense for them. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So let's talk about, you know, some examples of businesses that have embraced TikTok and created some of these viral campaigns or just ones that really stuck out to you guys. Do you have any in mind? The two that automatically come to my mind are Scrub Daddy and Duolingo. I knew you were going to say Scrub I know. Daddy. I feel like I remember her talking about the Scrub Daddy one before, that. too. I just can't get enough. It is so funny. And I don't know if it's just because, like, I have a lame sense of humor. Yeah. But <laughs> somebody dressed up in a giant scrub daddy or just, like, somebody – there's not even somebody in it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just rolling around living its life. Um, but they're always so timely. Like, they hop onto trends minutes after they go by. Really? Like, okay. They they must have – a giant team dedicated yeah. to TikTok specifically. And if they don't, I bow down to them because that, <laughs> they do really well. Um, Duolingo is the same thing. They have a giant owl that somebody gets in and, again, lives their life. Like <laughs> I, Now that you said the Duolingo one, I feel like I remember watching a video one time of their mascot, like, walking around their office. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. They do a lot of – I. there was one example that I referenced – it was a day in the life of a Duolingo intern, mm. um, and it was really silly and involved the the mascot. But it it was it was just like a really funny spin on recruitment. Yeah, <laughs> like because we know as marketers at the end of the day that the purpose of that video was what? to recruit interns. Um, but to any normal person, it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the two examples that I always come back to because they always do really well with the trends and put their own spin on it. Sometimes they they fall a little short, I will say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but most of the time, it's really good. Lauren, are there any brands that you, you know, specifically come to your mind when you think about, you know, embracing TikTok and them, you know, inspiring something to people? Yeah, the two that I would think of would definitely be Netflix and then Dunkin' Donuts. I think Netflix just kind of is in a really good spot for the company that they're in. Of They do a lot of like sneak previews of like coming soon and they build buzz about their own like their own platform basically of like we're going to give you 60 seconds or 30 seconds and let's get you excited but we're not going to release it for you know another two months. Yeah. Or they'll have some going off of like actors who went off their script, um, but, you know, they made the final cut. Like, things that you'd like to see in movie trailers, things like that, that kind of build buzz and get you excited. So I think they've done a really good job. And, like, they'll even get movies trending because because they kind of gave them, like, two months to build buzz around them. So when the big releases, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is what I've been watching on TikTok. I've been so excited to see it. And they'll get everyone kind of excited for it. The one with Dunkin' Donuts is a little different. I think what I love about this one is that it's so out there for them 
but it's because of TikTok. So Dunkin' Donuts, I'm not sure if you guys know, this is now in a makeup collab. You think about, if you ask somebody five years ago or 10 years ago, like, Dunkin' Donuts is going to have a makeup line. You would look at them like they were insane. Whereas they took the opportunity of seeing this influencer who started off on TikTok and that was the main platform she worked on. She was a beauty, like a beauty influencer. She reviewed products and then they did paid partnerships and they collabed together and they created a whole new makeup line, which it's just crazy to see like because of TikTok and because of this influencer, these partnerships that they were able to expand their brand into a completely new different industry that nobody would have thought they were going to do. I don't even know if they thought they were going to do. Yeah. The opportunities, I think, for businesses to kind of leverage um, influencer programs and other things along those lines to kind of expand their business and go into new areas, I think is really kind of cool to see that. That's insane. I'm like, Dunkin' Donuts in a makeup line? I'm about to look that up as soon as we're done it's recording. It's so aesthetically pleasing, honestly. Oh, like my looking gosh. At their photography and everything they did for it, I was like, I might have to go buy this. Yeah. And she's, a, she's a makeup influencer, so it's like she's obviously going to promote it, and she's yeah. going to have the best, the best product. So it was, it was from a business standpoint really smart of them to partner with, you know, the number one makeup um, influencer on TikTok because they know she's going to give it good reviews and they know she has a big following who's going to say if Michaela does it we're going to do it yeah so then that's instantly a million people who want to go buy their product right now yeah so it's kind of crazy absolutely I did want to mention that I've been on small business TikTok for too long <laughs> yeah I, that was going to be my follow-up question yeah. is you know we kind of talked a lot about these bigger brands but what about the smaller brands yeah um for example probably last week I found I wish I knew her her handle, but she makes homemade soap. Oh, um, and she takes recommendations from the comments oh, and makes and they are beautiful. Like they are so pretty, and she takes videos of her like cutting it. You know, yeah. Like, she makes her big bar of soap. Yeah, the like satisfying it. videos yes. of the yeah. So she has she basically puts out the same like six types of content for each soap that she creates oh, wow. like she okay. has a very strict calendar yeah. but it works <laughs> like it's it's very very cool and even just like the small boutiques like pack an order with me I yeah. for some reason think that is so interesting and I can't be the only one because those videos go viral yeah so. and those people are already just doing their job like <laughs> they're packing orders yeah um so set up the camera and click record like it it's that easy so there are just so many different avenues and, and different niches you can get into on the platform. That's a great tip that, you know, goes along with you don't necessarily have to have, you know, a massive social media team or even, you know, someone who is amazing at TikTok. It's like she's already doing that mm -hmm. regardless of filming it or not. So why not film it and see kind of where that takes your brand? Exactly. And even if you don't end up posting it, just film it. Yeah. You can <laughs> only get better by doing it a bunch, you know, and exactly. then think about someone's first TikTok versus their 100th TikTok. Uh -huh. Like it's, you know, way better. So totally. I also feel like that ties back to like the small businesses have more of that authentic content of like, I'm pulling out my iPhone and this is what I'm doing. And here's a day in the life, which is why people come on the app to see that. So I think it kind of all comes together in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That was a full circle moment right there, ladies. Bring it all back. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of mentioned, you know, Instagram reels and then the YouTube shorts. Obviously, you know, this whole episode is about TikTok. But how do you suggest brands decide 
which video platform kind of has the most value for their business? That's a really good question. To be honest, I don't know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, in my opinion, I would test it out. Yeah. Um, but we also have to remember that you're not going to see immediate results right away. If you're already posting on YouTube, if you're posting, you know, longer videos, make YouTube shorts. Just cut it up into smaller clips. Uh, start off there. See how those do. And then you can make specific content tailored just to shorts. With TikTok and Instagram, again, you can start by posting the same thing on each of those platforms if you have limited video content. But if you're going to create a specific TikTok strategy, if you have the means to do that and you have the means to, like, have somebody in front of the screen, like, doing something to a trending sound in a matter of five minutes, mm-hmm. like, do that. Um, test it out. See what works well. You're not going to know unless you try. Yeah, it's a great point. I would say, kind of going along with that, you don't really know, um, but you have to test it out. But I would say that kind of knowing your audience too. I mean, obviously you can have different audiences audiences on all these platforms, but for some of our clients, they'll tell us specifically, like, we've been doing this for a while. You know, Facebook isn't where, say, if it's in real estate, it isn't where our agents are on. They're all on Instagram. That's going to kind of help navigate that decision there. But also at the end of the day, there are different people who leverage each platform in the industry. So there could be, you could be posting the same thing on all three platforms, kind of how Vanessa was saying, if you want to start off like that, and it's going to hit different people on each platform, everyone has different preferences. So I think, you know, testing out, maybe launching all of them at the same time, testing them out and seeing where you're really getting the most engagement and the most traffic is kind of going to give you a good indication of where people are coming and what, what platform people are using the most. Yep. Yep. I gotcha. So my very last question for you ladies today is, you know, what are a few quick tips you have for businesses either, you know, looking to kind of spice up their TikTok content or even just start making TikTok content right now? From my perspective, just have fun. Again, it's all about that authentic content, the unpolished, the the more human content. If you are part of a marketing team and you have some really fun coworkers, utilize them. I'm sure they would love to be in your TikTok videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just know that you don't have to have this giant video production. Utilize what you have. Don't think too hard about it. Have fun. It's it's a platform that's designed to entertain. So don't get on the platform expecting to, you know, say your sales pitch and get yeah. transactions yeah. <laughs> yeah lauren do you have any quick tips or did vanessa kind of sum them all up she always sums it up really yeah good. she's um, good at that <laughs> i would really say is you know just keep it short sweet and to the point you know everyone wants to be entertained and you want people to watch that full video i know people get kind of caught up and i have to perfect this and it ties back to that authenticity that she was just talking about but it doesn't have to be perfect you know Make it short, make it fun, and everyone's going to love it. Um, So I think that's kind of the best way. And I also think when it comes to trends too, like there's going to be trends for your business to leverage, but I think it's important to know, like not every trend is going to align with, you know, your business values and some things like don't work, for example. Um, So I think just making sure that, you know, do what's trendy, but stay true to your brand. And like Vanessa said, just have fun with it. Fabulous. Thank you, ladies, so much for joining us today. I learned a ton about TikTok. I am like 97% convinced that I should just (laughs) join it instead of refusing. (laughs) But I really did learn a lot today about everything, um, you know, with businesses 
and starting their TikToks. And I'm sure our listeners will too. So thank you again. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to Modern Marketing Messages. For more information about the topics discussed today, check out the description of this episode. If you like this episode, follow the podcast wherever you listen to them to stay up to date with us. While you're at it, give us a rating and share this podcast with others. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Modern Marketing Messages. This episode is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I'm Taylor Card, and I'll be back with another Modern Marketing Message.